0: Welcome to the Crystal Pain Show, where we help you embrace your life right where you are and give you practical steps to get to where you want to go. Now let's get a cup of tea and spend a few minutes together. Here's your host, wife, mother of three and entrepreneur Crystal Payne. Welcome to another episode of the Crystal Pain Show. Jesse and I are a little bit tired this morning. We were up with a sick child last night. For one, he was quite sick. Um. <laughs> Gratefully, the Advil kicked in and he slept kind of fitfully right next to me because I was so worried that his fever was going to spike again. We're getting ready to take him into the doctor. We got an appointment soon after this podcast. But we're also tired because ever since we have come, we came back from our trips, we have been sleeping on a mattress, a little twin mattress, and the couch.
1: A little twin mattress is right.
0: <laughs> when you're on it, it feels really small. When you're used to sleeping in a uh, California my, king bed, my
1: feet are hanging off the end.
0: Life is so rough. I know, but I. So he's been sleeping on that, and I've been sleeping on the couch be, in the bonus room. And we've kind of moved. We have suitcases up there, and that's, yeah,
1: we still haven't unpacked our suitcases. That's
0: become our room because. Like we told you last time, we are getting our bathroom renovated, and so we did tell them last time, I think.
1: I don't know if we did or not.
0: I think we did.
1: Well, they started when we were gone on the trip in Utah, so.
0: And then we came home, and everything, our bed was all tarped up, and our dressers were all tarped up, the jacuzzi was in our room, and we realized, oh, (laughs) when they renovate the master bathroom, that means the master bedroom is also out of commission, so we have been yeah, we, making do Yep, we, yep. In, in the bonus room.
1: They're making some great progress. So I imagine they'll be done by this time next week.
0: Yes. And not to complain. We're so grateful that we were able to be in a financial position to renovate our bathroom when we had all this leaking. Oh, and definitely. We
1: just didn't that. quite think through all the ramifications.
0: Yes. It's just after going for two and a half weeks of not really sleeping in your bed to come home and then be sleeping on the couch. You know, it's just, I can't think of any time in our marriage where we haven't been sleeping in the same bed. And so it's just really weird,
1: awkward and weird. Yeah.
0: Yes. But hopefully by next week we will have an update that our bathroom is done.
1: I can't imagine living in a house renovation project.
0: I know. There's probably a lot of people listening who they've been renovating their whole entire house, and they've been living in it, and they're like, you guys. Kudos
1: to you. You guys are wimps.
0: I'm like, yeah, we've never done a renovation project before, so we are learning so much. Um, We are learning how to navigate Home Depot.
1: Yeah, we've heard it hardly painted. I mean- what we usually do is just take what we get when we buy the house. Or, and, or
0: we rented for so long yeah,
1: that and we just it.
0: didn't have options. And so it's like, Oh, you can change things in your house. <laughs> what is this magic? And then we went to pick out the lighting fixture and we realized neither one of us has ever picked out a lighting fixture in our entire life. Is that accurate? I know I haven't. Yeah.
1: I don't think I have.
0: Well, I did. I did. Discover one good reason for us not doing renovations, though. Um, multiple people told me that it has probably saved our marriage a lot of stress and tension because I, I guess agree with that. that a lot of couples have a lot of fights over renovations. So, see, we waited until 16 and a half years in to do this because we just we were smart You're about it.
1: You're probably that. right. and <laughs> And actually, it goes into what we're going to be talking about today, probably is to why it was good, we waited that long because we knew more of ourselves and our personalities and we could be more confident in who we were.
0: Yes, because later on in the show, we're gonna talk about confidence and what to do when you disappoint someone and how not to live your life trying to just win the approval of others and what that actually looks like in some of our own journeys. Speaking of disappointing people, we have gotten some emails of people disappointed that we have not been sharing what's saving our lives. So I am sorry, y'all. Jesse had one prepared for last week, and then I completely forgot to ask you because we were so focused on sharing about our trip to Yellowstone and Grand Teton and Utah. I don't
1: know how you forgot because mine was completely in line with that.
0: Well, do you want to share it?
1: Well, it was using the apps for the Yellowstone and Grand Teton. They, each of them have their own native apps that allow you to access maps to the parks without any data, because there's lots of places you do not have cell service. So it tracks your position based on GPS, which still works without service.
0: And so uh, we was would have been truly lost. life-saving. Yeah we, yeah, we would have been I, lost.
1: Very well, could have been life-saving. <laughs>
0: Without those maps, and someone I think it was, was it my brother? Yeah, had suggested that we download those, and that saved our life while going through the park. Plus, it was just super helpful. There's lots of helpful information, um, on those apps, so we would highly recommend it.
1: That they have them for all the national parks. Oh, really? So, yeah,
0: I didn't know that. Okay, that's great to know because. Silas is getting ready to go into fourth grade. And for those of you who don't know, if you have a fourth grader, you can get a completely free one year family membership to all U.S. national parks.
1: And it starts at the beginning of the school year.
0: Yes. I think September 1st. Yes. So we are going to try to take advantage of that as we'll much as we can again. in the next year, especially because of that book. If you heard the earlier podcast where I talked about Dear Bob and Sue, and that book just really inspired me to want to go to national parks. So I'm like, it was
1: so much fun. I mean, yeah. I don't know why we haven't done it before.
0: So we're excited to be able to. Take advantage of Silas being in fourth grade and having the free pass, and we'll be letting you know where we go. But what's saving my life this week, speaking of staying in the bonus room, so we actually have a television in our bedroom that the kids typically come in and watch TV in our room if we're going to watch something together. And we just kind of, we don't have TV in our living room or kind of in our main areas of our house. It's just a personal preference, Um, but we have it in our room. So it's kind of a great way for us to be able to monitor what the kids are watching Mm -hmm. and for us to just...
1: It's just spending time together too.
0: Yes. So the kids oftentimes in the evenings, if we're watching something, they'll kind of come and camp out in our room and um, sometimes we let them eat in our room, not usually, but sometimes. And so then in our bonus room, we do let them eat and have snacks. It's one of the few places in the house that we allow that. So since we've not been in our room and we've been in the bonus room, there's been a lot of spillage happening in the bonus room because we've been
1: spillage.
0: Yes, spills. <laughs> I was trying to come up with a nice one. People have been spilling food. And, oh, and Silas tracked in all of his yeah, baseball, baseball dirt. dirt yeah. And and the carpet in the bonus room is is this, I don't even know how to describe it. I think it's the it.
1: same type of carpet as in our bedroom, but it's just a different... Um,
0: it's a lighter color. It's almost, it's a really light tan.
1: I think it's been worn a whole lot more than the carpet in our bedroom.
0: It just seems like it just is really hard to keep clean. Mm-hmm. We're constantly fighting it. So... Jesse got smart and he bought a carpet cleaner. This is something that we had
1: way back when, way back when, and yeah. we just
0: haven't had it since
1: we, we moved loved here it when and we, we had loved it. And yeah. I think it
0: finally broke because we used it so mm-hmm. much. And so as we were dealing with this carpet situation, I think it was probably what was like two months ago you bought the carpet yeah, cleaner. I think it
1: was yeah, earlier than, or sooner than that.
0: But we have used, <laughs> I think we used it three times this week in the bonus room. Yep. Because once you get the carpet clean, you want to keep it clean. And since you own a carpet cleaner and the kids think it's really cool to use the carpet oh, cleaner. Oh,
1: yeah. It's so sati- it's satisfying when you have, you're you running the carpet cleaner over the carpet that looks relatively clean, maybe a little bit dirty. But man alive, when you run that thing over the, over the carpet when the shampoo and the brushes and it, it sucks up all the muddy water. You're yeah. like,
0: I just got to keep doing this. Yeah. I got to keep doing this until I get clean water. I had Jesse look up which one he bought because I don't keep track of those things. I didn't even know what brand it was,
1: <laughs>
0: but I don't know brands about anything. I've been working really hard to figure what out what color is it? What kind of car I drive. And I, I think I finally have it, that figured out, but it took me a long time. Anyway, <laughs> it is a Hoover power scrub. You should just say, I wrote it down. Hoover Power Scrub Deluxe carpet cleaner and it's about $130 on Amazon. Right. And if you think about going out and renting a carpet cleaner, I don't know how much it would cost, but I would assume that this would pay for itself in just
1: Oh yeah, a because few I mean you rentals. have to yeah, you'd have to rent it many times to keep your carpet clean.
0: And so this, you just, just have it in your
1: closet and pull it out and
0: anytime out and cam. you can just do a little space. Yep. But but so that's really what's been saving my life this week because since I've been sleeping in the bonus room and to I can't stand, that is my highly sensitive person thing, but I can't stand clutter and mess and dirt. And so being able to clean up when Silas tracked in all that stuff, um, all the dirt from baseball (laughs) or the kids spilled, I don't remember even what it was the other day. And so if you're looking for cleaner carpets, go get yourself a Hoover Power Scrub Deluxe Carpet Cleaner. The book that I've been reading, I actually usually share a book that I have finished, but this time I'm going to share a book that I'm currently reading because it is so good that I can't not share it. And it's called Begin Again, The Brave Practice of Releasing Hurt and Receiving Rest by Leanna Tankersley. I think that's how you pronounce her last name. Sorry, Leanna, if I just botched her name, but I've been slowly reading it just two chapters every day. And there's so much that I want to highlight and mark and just not forget. And I feel like I just want to go back and reread it as soon as I'm done. And I'm not really one to highlight and mark a lot of things in the book. So you know that when I'm doing that, it's a book that's really impacting me. But I wanted to share this quote. It's on page 18. This one just has really stuck with me. God's story is a narrative of emancipation. Here's the heart of it. What we thought was an ending may very well be a beginning. When the hissing in our ear tells us it's over, God whispers an opportunity. Here's a place we could start from, he says. Here's a rock bottom. Hooray. Let's see this for what it is, a possibility. This book is just really her vulnerable story um, of just dealing with hurt in her life and dealing with, you know, feeling like, she wasn't enough, feeling like something was wrong and how she found the freedom and rest in the midst of that. And she's just a really amazing writer, a wordsmith. I I am just every chapter, how she puts words together. It just makes you just kind of want to just go, oh, that's beautiful. But also it's just connecting with me in a powerful way. So that again is Begin Again, The Brave Practice of Releasing Hurt and Receiving Rest by Leanna Tankersley. And we will put a link to that in the show notes. Jesse, you've been reading another book that I don't think you've talked about on the show.
1: I don't think I have. I re- received it when uh, in the mail right before we went to Utah. So I was able to take it there, but it didn't get it started. It's called Backlash by Brad Thor. So it's a. Thriller fiction book. I, I I seem to see a a theme between the books that you read and no, the books you're that I read. They're <laughs> so oh, this book is connecting with me so well. And oh, it just spoke to me. And mine are just adventure and uh, got my thrillers. heart rate. Got my heart rate yeah.
0: up and I was page turner. I don't know that I've ever even read a thriller before. I do like to read good fiction but I have to really have the space for it. I don't like to read fiction in little bits and pieces. Well, that,
1: because when you start reading it, you can't put it down and it just eats up <laughs> chunks of and, your time. And
0: heart. I can't enjoy it. If I know yeah. that I can't sit and read for four hours, if it's this really good fiction book, mm-hmm. then I'm just not going to start it. I have a lot of fiction books that I want to read right now that are on my shelf, but I'm just waiting for that four-hour window of time that's going to mm-hmm. magically open up. On another note, I wanted to mention that we recently did a post on moneysavymom.com all about how to earn free Amazon gift cards. And we gave you seven different ways to earn Amazon gift cards. So if you love Amazon, if you love free, you do not want to miss this post. Because even if you don't do all seven ways, even if you do a few, you're going to earn at least a few free gift cards over the course of a month or two. And hey, free stuff on Amazon, I'm all about that. So we'll put the link to that in the show notes. And speaking of freebies, I just started a hot deals email list. So we have a daily email newsletter that we send out at the end of the day with all the deals that we've posted on moneysavingmom.com. And if you're not signed up for that, we'd love for you to sign up. But for those of you who are already signed up or for those of you who just want to know about the latest and greatest hot deals, we started a separate email list that I am going to be hand writing and hand picking the deals for every day. You will only get one to two emails maximum every day and they're just going to highlight the best deals. So just a few deals every day that I feel like I don't want you to miss. And a lot of times by the time our email newsletter goes out in the afternoon, these deals are no longer available. So this is a way for you to not miss out on the hot deals. So if you're interested in signing up for that, you can go to the show notes where we will link to the link to sign up, or you can go to moneysavingmom.com forward slash hot dash deals dash list. We should have put it all all as one, but that's how it is. So there you go. So that's com forward slash hot dash deals dash list. And of course, we'll link to in the show notes if you can't figure that out. Today, we're going to have a conversation about confidence and disappointing people. And this was inspired by a quote that I recently found on Instagram from Jay Shetty. I reposted this on my Instagram account and so many people responded to it and resonated with it that I thought we need to dive deeper into this and have a podcast conversation around it. So here's the quote, confidence is not, they will like me. Confidence is I'll be fine if they don't. Let me read that again. Confidence is not, they will like me. Confidence is, I'll be fine if they don't. And Jesse, right off when I read that to you, you kind of had some thoughts about it.
1: Well, the, when you first read it, I was thinking, well, when when people say, hey, it's, it's fine if people don't like me or if I disappoint people, that's really not really what they're really feeling in their heart. It's kind of a mass that they're putting on. They do actually really want to please somebody. They're just saying... I'm okay. I'm I'm good. It 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 doesn't bother me.
0: Like they're trying to convince themselves. They're, it, it, they're really
1: they're trying okay. to convince themselves. Yes, and it's not it's not living out of confidence. It's living out of insecurity. Really.
0: Mm-hmm. So when I first read it to you, and you were like, "Wait, well, I don't think either one is confidence," but then I said, "It doesn't say I'm fine if they don't."
1: You're just saying, I'll be I'll fine. I'll be
0: fine. And I think that, I think there's a really big distinction there because I think if you just tell yourself, I'm fine, you know how often we say that, you know, somebody's like, how are you? Or I'm fine. I'm fine. And, <laughs> and so much of the time, we're not. We're not it, fine.
1: The, the, the I'm fine is just putting up a wall. I don't want to talk about it. Don't go there.
0: Yes. Like I'm just, I'm either pretending I, don't want to have that conversation with you. I'm too scared to be vulnerable, or I'm just trying to stuff everything
1: down. Mm-hmm. And, right.
0: and you know, I'm good. I'm fine.
1: It's not being real with yourself.
0: But I'll be fine. To me, is very different because it's saying maybe I'm not fine right now, but I will be okay. I'm. I'm going to be okay. Like I know I'm going to be okay if they don't like me.
1: It connotes a a certain processing through.
0: (laughs) Connotes? Confluence and connotes. What is connotes? I think I've seen it in a book before.
1: It represents that there's actually a kind of processing through the whole situation. You're going to work through the disappointing Mm -hmm. and at the end of working through it that you'll be okay.
0: Like I'm committed to being okay even if they don't like me.
1: Right. That you're not going to just sit in, oh, woe is me. I disappointed somebody.
0: Because I think it's, you know, there's all these quotes on the internet about confidence and about not needing other people to approve you. And, you know, if I'm being fully honest, I still want that from other people. When I get an email from someone, which almost every single day I get emails and comments from people Mm -hmm. that are kind of, you know, it sometimes they'll be kind. Like I just, I really don't relate to you anymore. So I'm not going to follow you anymore. But sometimes they're downright rude and mean and cutting. Sometimes they're really attacking my character and, well,
1: and sometimes they're passive aggressive in their negativity
0: and trying to get me to do whatever it is that they want me to do. You know, I think one of the most common ones is things like I used to like you before you were successful. And it's almost as if people want me to stay poor because when we were poor, they could relate to me, but they never want me to move anywhere from where I was 10 or 15 years ago because they can't and I think a lot of times that would be rooted in there's jealousy there. There's Mm -hmm. they they want what I have, but instead of them acknowledging that and dealing with their own unhealthiness. They're going to lash out at me. And so much of the time, that's what when people are lashing out and when they're saying things, it's it's rooted in their own insecurities and their own unhealthiness. And I think for me, when I'm tempted to be critical of someone else, that is my indication of where is their unhealth in Mm -hmm. my heart. Right. Because if I want to lash out or get angry or be critical, it's pointing a mirror back to me. Right. But back to this confidence thing, you know, where I was going with that is to say, when I get those, you know, some of them, they're so crazy and over the top. And I feel like probably this person needs to go on medication or something because they're just so ludicrous. But then there's other ones that it's like, it's somebody that I actually have built a relationship with online Mm -hmm. and they will be lashing out at me in a way that is very hurtful or asking me to change or telling me that they're disappointed because of a choice that I made or something that I wrote or something that I didn't write Mm -hmm. or didn't do or didn't say. And in those instances, I'm not going to pretend like, well, I'm fine. Like that never bothers me. You do grow thicker skin, but you still have a skin and it still does affect you. And it still does hurt Or it still does bother you, or it still does cause you to second guess yourself. Mm -hmm. And so I think that I'll be fine for me is that I can take that and initially it might feel hurtful or upsetting, or I might feel like, wait, hold up. You know, my insecurities are rearing their ugly heads and they're causing me to really overanalyze what I'm doing and feel like, oh, I need to change who I am. Right. But then i can process through it in a healthy way so that i get to that point of being fine even if they don't like me right but i think for me it's it's learning how to have that healthy process and so what does that look like and so some of the things that we were talking about before we went on was i think when you get something from someone where you know they're telling you something they're they're upset with you they're bothered by something Don't just instantly be like shutting them down and saying, well, they're just a hater. When someone disagrees with you, that doesn't mean they're instantly a hater.
1: Right. And honestly, I think some of it depends on, too, what position do they have in your life? Have they earned the right to give you input? To
0: speak into my life, yes. But I also, even if they haven't earned that right, and even Mm -hmm. if they didn't say it graciously... I still want to step back and consider their perspective. Right, and right. I feel like that's the, you know, when you when you are feeling that you've disappointed someone, when you're feeling like you haven't gotten their approval, when you're feeling like, you know, someone has said something that's very hurtful or they've accused you of something or they've criticized you about something, instead of just instantly putting your guard up and being like, they're a hater. Like, right. I can't believe it, they're a hater. That's horrible. To say, wait, let me actually look at what they said. Mm-hmm. And is there truth? to this is there anything that is truth to this that i need to hear
1: right because if you immediately put your hands up and say hey they're a hater you're living in the side of this quote that we said it is not correct that i am okay not pleasing everybody Mm -hmm. you're not going through the processing side of things you're not approaching this with humility Mm -hmm. and living in in confidence you have to also live in confidence with humility otherwise if you don't have that humility you're really living in cockiness mm-hmm. and it's it's a pride you're living in pride that whatever i say whatever i do i don't care what other people think i'm right
0: well and i love that how it's cockiness versus confidence you know and what is true confidence and i do think that it is sometimes knowing I have disappointed someone Mm -hmm. and I have hurt someone and I feel really badly about it and I need to pay attention to their words. And even if the way that they approached me was really ungraciously, what they actually had to say was something that I needed to hear because it's something that I need to work on in my life. And it's an area where I need to grow. Right. And so sometimes part of that, confidence is that you need to be willing to admit that you are wrong and to ask forgiveness. And mm-hmm. for me, sometimes it's yes, sometimes it is that I need to ask forgiveness. And other times it's that I just need to acknowledge I have hurt someone. So I didn't necessarily do anything wrong, but my actions hurt them. Mm-hmm. I had an instance that was actually not an online thing. Most of my people that I'm disappointing are online followers. Um, But recently in my real life, there was someone, um, I had walked with this person and um, I had really poured a lot into this person. And after months, this person actually came to me and pointed out some very specific areas in my life that they were disappointed in. And honestly, it was really hard to receive because I felt like "Ah, I've poured so much into you. And really, this is what I'm gonna get in response. But I'm grateful for how God has worked in my heart and how He has changed me from just instantly saying, "I I can't even hear you because you know, going to almost like you're just you're just a hater. Which wasn't true. That person, their their motives and their intentions were to help me, and I and I really appreciate that. Um, but at the same time, what they shared with me, you know, I brought it to um, Jesse. I brought it to some other people, and I said, you know, is there truth here that I need to hear? And ultimately, for me to then you know go to them and say, I'm so sorry that my actions have caused hurt to you. My actions have caused frustration to you. And so being willing to admit that. Now, I wasn't going to say, I'm going to change everything that you want me to change and do everything that you want me to do, because I didn't feel like that was what was God was calling me to.
1: Well, the other thing too is going through that evaluation process and, and you, will, you You can come to two different conclusions. You'll come to the conclusion of things need to change or things were done correctly. Mm-hmm. And when you come to the, cha- the, the conclusion that things were done correctly, which is ultimately what you did, you can live in that confidence. That's where confidence comes in and where mm-hmm. you build confidence, knowing that you did the right thing. You did what God was calling you to do. You approached it in the correct way. Mm-hmm. It may have had a negative consequence Because you can't please somebody, you can't please everybody 100% of the time. Mm -hmm. There will be unintended negative consequences. Mm -hmm. It's just addressing those as they come, but not having to change what you did to please the one person that wasn't pleased with what you did.
0: Well, I think it is so easy for us to also focus on that 1%. You know, I think of when I go speak at an event and a lot of times at these events, I don't know why they do this, but they have these evaluation cards that people fill out. And some of the events, they will actually send them to me. They have physically mailed them to me, or they will send you a spreadsheet with all the comments. And it's so easy in that to zero in on the few people that say, I didn't get anything out of what she spoke. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't get anything out of what she shared. Or I remember one time if somebody was like, She was so boring. I got up halfway through and left. And it's so easy for me to focus on that instead of saying, you know what? I prayed over this. I gave the message that I feel like God called me to share. And could I learn from that? You know, sometimes they will give certain things like, I wish she would have not used this illustration or I wish she would have, you know, closed in a different way or something. And I can learn from that and I can grow from that. But I don't have to change who I am or sit there and just psychoanalyze and feel like a failure mm-hmm. because not everyone was happy with the results. Because if you have 100 people in a room, there's 100 different people in a room and you are not going to reach and help and connect with all 100 people. Everybody's wearing
1: different okay. color lenses and they're, li- and they're listening through different hearing aids to what you're saying.
0: And I think for me, this has been one of the hardest lessons for me to learn. And as I put myself out there and received a lot of flack, I've struggled through this. And I've ultimately come to the fact that I have to be secure in who I am in Christ and how much I am loved by God. And when I'm secure in that, when I truly know how much I'm loved by God, I don't have to stress over how much I'm loved by others. Mm -hmm. And I can focus my energy on loving others well instead of how much love am I getting back? And I love, it was on the Trim Healthy Mama podcast. They had a guest on, it was months ago, but she was talking about what would loved me do? How would loved me live? And I think of that so often. When I'm struggling with the insecurity, remembering who I am in Christ, remembering how much I am loved, and then walking out of that love, living out of that love to other people, it changes the way that you approach your relationships. It changes the way that you treat other people. And it allows you to really focus on others and take the attention off, what are they thinking of me right now? Mm -hmm. Do I have their approval? And so… Confidence is not, they will like me. Confidence is, I'll be fine if they don't. I would love to hear from all of you. If you have resonated with this, if you have other thoughts, please write in. We always love to get your responses. Even if you disagree, we're okay. We're going to be okay. I'll be okay if I disappoint you like we talked about. As always, if you have any question on any topic you'd love for Jesse and I to answer on a future episode, or you just have feedback or suggestions, or you'd love for us to change something or do something different, we love to hear from you. We love your emails. And so you can send an email to crystal at com. Thank you so much for joining us on today's episode of The Crystal Pain Show. Have a great week. And remember, you can't always choose your circumstances, but you can always choose your attitude. Thank you for joining us today. For more great resources, please visit crystalpain.com.